are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Again, I just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. You can find the Lockdown Pistons Podcast on all platforms. It is free. And you can also find us soon on YouTube at Lockdown Pistons. Maybe by the end of the week, I'll be sure to let you guys know when that happens. But if today's your first listen to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast ever, I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You can also find me over on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can also find me at Detroit Bad Boys writing articles about the Pistons. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the Pistons' upcoming preseason game tomorrow, a little bit about Kay Cunningham and his scared injury, I guess, I guess that has Pistons fans freaking out a little bit. We'll talk about it. Uh, but before we get into that, let me just give you guys some quality of life updates with the podcast. So today, you guys will be listening to this on Tuesday uh, and Wednesday and Thursday's podcast will all be released in the morning around 10 to 11 Eastern time. Usually I post it deep early in the morning around like 4 o'clock a.m. Eastern time, for so like 7 or 8 p.m. Pacific time. So you guys have it on your way to work real early in the morning. So it's available to everybody as soon as they wake up. Uh, While I'm in Chicago, that's going to be harder to do. Uh, It matches up better and it's easier and it's going to be more consistent for me to try to get it out around that time. So Pacific time would be around, I think, like 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and it's going to be like 10, 11 a.m. Eastern time until I get back to my house uh, when we go back home, which will be Thursday night. So you guys will be back to the normal scheduling on Friday, but just want to update you guys real quick on how the rest of the week is going to go for the podcast scheduling. But let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, Kay Cunningham, he's been dealing with, I guess, a twisted ankle or just, a, just an ankle injury of some sort the last week or so for the Pistons. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people, I, I thought we all knew this, Uh, We talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast, and Dwayne Casey told us last week that, you know, Kay Cunningham's dealing with an ankle injury. It's not that big of a deal. We're being cautious with it, and we shouldn't be worried about him missing the potential preseason opener. Um, That was last week. Throughout the week, he continued to sit out practice, or not sit out practices, was very limited in practices. You got some videos of him doing some workouts on the side, doing some shooting drills, etc. Then Monday came, yesterday, and Dwayne Casey came out and said there is no timetable for Kay Cunningham's return. And apparently that just sent Pistons fans into a frenzy because now they think it's more serious than it actually is. Uh, I'll just say that I don't believe that this injury is is worrisome at all. Uh, if you saw videos, there were videos circulating last night on Twitter, or not last night, but yesterday on Twitter, of Kay Cunningham still warming up and getting his shots in, still doing workouts. Uh, he didn't have no ankle bandage, no 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 boot, no... no uh, no, anything that helped the ankle comfort, anything. He didn't have nothing on his ankle, so that's pretty good. And he was being allowed by the Pistons coaching staff and training staff to do shooting workouts, which I, if you're having an ankle injury and it's that serious, you're not going to be given that kind of permission to go out and do whatever you want and like you know put that kind of uh, weight on your ankle, jumping around on shooting drills. like It just wouldn't happen. Uh, and I, I think that a lot of this comes from the Pistons fans being a little worried from past years where Dwayne Casey has – Maybe um, 
what's the word, lied. I don't want to say lied, but definitely try to minimize some injuries. Uh, you can go back to when Blake Griffin was here, uh, and he said, you know, Blake wouldn't get any more hurt than he already was, and then you saw what happened to Blake after he tried to play through it. It completely just destroyed his prime. Uh, you got Reddy Jackson, who we were told was, you know, close to 100% and didn't really get to 100% uh, until around February in that season. I believe it was the 2018-19 season that that happened. Um, and then you also got Dennis Smith Jr. last year where uh, he had, like, that quad injury, and it wasn't supposed to be that serious to where he misses damage the rest of the season, and it was. Uh, so I get all of that. However, Dwayne Casey, I don't think he's he's lying or minimizing anything here. Uh, it looks like that this is just a very mild injury. Uh, and if Kate Cunningham does not play in the preseason game, which wouldn't shock me if they just don't play him in the first preseason game, it's not a big deal at all. It doesn't mean anything about the future. It doesn't mean that he may be actually more hurt than people think it is. It's this. It's the preseason. And Dwayne Casey told us last week that the training staff is going to be, or the medical staff, is going to be extremely cautious with his injury. And they should be. It's only preseason. The Pistons have their first regular season game in about two weeks. Uh, there's no need to try to rush him back so he can play in a preseason game. He's going to be okay for the season opener. He's more like, I'm going to guess that he plays in at least three preseason games. He'll probably, if he doesn't play in this one, he'll probably play in the next one. Uh, but I think he's going, even if he doesn't play in tomorrow's preseason game, he's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. They're just being cautious with it. His ankle looks fine. They're not, they're not saying anything else about it. Uh, I believe it was more, more serious. We would hear something about it being more serious, but uh, simply saying you don't have a timetable on his return doesn't mean anything. That just means that you're not going to put a date on when you're going to expect him to play. Uh, and, and, and that's smart to do. You don't want to put a date on that and then come back on your word or anything. Uh, but, yeah, I think Kay Cunningham's going to be fine. He's It's not that big of a deal. It's just a mild ankle injury. Frank Jackson, by the way, also is dealing with a mild ankle injury. Uh, these aren't big things. It's not a big deal. Everyone just needs to calm down. Kay Cunningham's going to be fine. Frank Jackson probably is going to be fine. It's, all right, it's preseason. They don't have to play in the preseason's first game. It's basically a glorified practice. Now, when the preseason happens, am I going to hype it up if some good things happen? 100%. It's going to happen. All of us are going to do it. But at the end of the day, the games don't matter. So if someone is dealing with even the tiniest of injuries, it doesn't make sense to rush them back for a preseason game when you have regular season games in two weeks. It just doesn't make much sense to do that. So that's that's why I think they're doing that is being cautious with it. And if they have to, they'll send him all the way through into the first regular season game. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to play that. But I do expect him to play in, in three of these preseason games. That's going to be my guess, at least. Uh, but, yeah, if, just trying to let you guys know and try and give some comfort to the idea that Kate Cunningham, oh, God, the city's cursed, blah, blah. No, we're going to be fine. Detroit's fine. Kate's fine. It's going to be straight. And make sure you guys enjoy the preseason game tomorrow. Even if Kate doesn't play, we've been waiting for Pistons basketball all summer. So don't let that spoil it. He'll probably play in the next one after that. But even still, enjoy the game tomorrow. We've been waiting all summer for it. So there's lots of other things to watch for. And we'll talk about some of that coming up in the next few segments. But before we get into talking about any of the preseason, preseason stuff more and some other things that I'm looking forward to and what to preview for it, let me ask you guys, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got the neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and all the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. 
You can learn more about this at directtv.com. Yes, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Go get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And then also, cha-ching, that's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And like mine, Shopify powers 1.7 million businesses from first scale to full scale. Reach customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So make sure you go to Shopify.com slash LockdownNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockdownNBA, all lowercase, right now. Yes, that's Shopify.com slash LockdownNBA. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So today is Tuesday, and the Pistons play the first preseason game tomorrow against the San Antonio Spurs. So like I said earlier, we've all been looking forward to this. We've all been waiting all summer to finally get some Pistons basketball. The summer league was aight, is aight, but it's not preseason basketball. Not even regular season basketball, but preseason basketball is much, much more, I feel like important. definitely is more important than summer league basketball. It's much more, much more interesting and gives you more insight than anything in this, throughout the summer could have. Uh, so we've all been waiting for this. So I'm going to go through three things that I'm looking forward to seeing in the first preseason game and really throughout the preseason. We'll probably change up these three things per preseason game, but these are three things that I'm looking forward to from tomorrow's preseason game. So number one, my first thing that I'm really looking forward to see is Killian Hayes and whether this all of the things that have been said about him, not just by coaches and Troy Weaver, but also by multiple of his teammates, Sadiq Bey, Rodney Magruder, Jeremy Grant, uh, Kay Cunningham has hyped him up. Like all the players throughout the entire training camp have done nonstop hyping up Killian Hayes and talking about how great he has looked. Dwayne Casey has come out and said how great he has looked. Uh, it's been nonstop praise for Killian Hayes. And it's not just like the, like, oh, he came in and he's, he's playing really hard, blah, blah. Like they're actively saying that he looks great. They're saying that he's playing great. They're saying that he's he's being as aggressive as they need him to be. Like, they're saying all the right things that the Pistons, Pistons fans want to hear. Now, there's one thing they haven't talked about, and that's his shooting. However, I've said this multiple times on the podcast before, that shooting is 100% area that he can improve in, but there are other areas that he can improve in this season and throughout his career that can still make him a really good player without shooting, like finishing around the rim, being aggressive, getting into the paint consistently, making the right decision, drawing fouls, etc. There's other things he can do that can make him a really good player and a really good starter for the Pistons besides just improving his shot. But I hope his shot's improved as well. We'll wait to see. Just because we haven't heard about it doesn't mean that it's not improved. But either way, uh, I'm really looking forward to see if this is real. Is he actually improved? Is he actually going to be aggressive? Is he actually much farther along from last year where he was kind of playing timid at times uh, and wasn't really up to the NBA speed? And that's actually something that Dwayne Casey has mentioned multiple times, that he's up to NBA speed and he's playing fast and aggressive nonstop. Uh, there was an article by Pistons.com by the Keith Langless. You guys probably all know who he is. Uh, he's Pistons.com's uh, beat writer, I guess you can call him. 
Um, and he said that he wrote an entire article talking about Killian Hayes is turning heads at uh, Piss's training camp. I believe The Athletic also wrote another one about him turning heads at, tra- at training camp. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm just I'm really interested to see if this is all for real or if this is all just, you know, one big lie or one big hoax that the whole Piston seems doing is like, okay, well, we know this guy's important to us. He's struggling still in training camp, but we're going to all lie and try to build up his confidence and just say to the media that he's being great, and maybe that will build up his confidence and want make him go out and play better or make him play more confident. Uh, I, I don't believe that they do the second one. <laughs> I think the second one would be kind of interesting and kind of funny if, like, it for real was – like the entire team, not even just like the coach. Like if the co- if it was the coaches, okay, then I I think that could actually be a possibility. But if you're getting the coaches and all the players involved in this, I, I think that would be pretty funny for you to have to go through. But the fact that the players are going out of their way in their own press conferences to say, yeah, Killian Hayes looks pretty damn good, uh, that makes me believe that he's he's doing something out there that we need to see and we're going to be excited to see. So hopefully it translates to preseason. Hopefully, act, hopefully he actually is improved and looks that good. Uh, because it would be great, and obviously he's a big part of the Pistons' future. So let's see how it looks in the first preseason game. I'm going to try not to overhype to the good or bad of the preseason. It is just basically a glorified practice against other NBA competition, which you can take some things away from it, but you definitely don't want to get too out of bounds about it. So I'm going to try to stay somewhere in the middle, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see. So next thing I'm looking forward to seeing is how does Dwayne Casey – I'm sure Dwayne Casey is going to change up the rotation throughout preseason. It's not going to be anything set in stone. But I am going to be looking for key things in his rotation to give me hints of what he's thinking about. So, in my opinion, my first, my, my, my guess for the first preseason game, this is what I'm going to assume is going to happen. I may be wrong, but this is how I'm going to look at it. I think he's going to give us the starting lineup for the first preseason game. That's actually going to be the starting lineup. And then I think going into the second quarter, I think we're going to get an idea of where the rotation's at. Now, after the halftime, I think then he's going to start playing with it and start doing some random things. But I think for the first like maybe quarter and a half, we're going to get an insight a little bit into what he's thinking about in the rotation. And that's what I'm going to be paying attention to. Like, how many minutes does Killian Hayes and Kay Cunningham get before you break them up? How many game? Uh, how many minutes do they get until you bring in like I don't know Corey Joseph or another guard Frank Jackson or Josh Jackson? How many Diallo? How many minutes do the starting backcourt get before you split them up and try staggering them? If they even stagger them all, do you stagger Killian Hayes and Kay Cunningham at all? And who gets the first miss between Hamadou Diallo, Josh Jackson, and Frank Jackson? Who are you going to give those minutes to off the gate? Because I think that whoever we see get it first, I'm going to assume has a little bit of a leg up or or is probably set in stone in the rotation. That's just going to be, like I said, I'm going to pay attention to the first quarter and a half and see if he plays his rotation then and then starts to get a little bit more wonky and, and freestyles a little bit after that. But my guess he's going to do that for the first minute and a half. So I'm going to be watching the rotations and seeing what Dwayne Casey is trying to do with them. Minutes across the board, who's in it, etc. Uh, and then also, I'm going to be watching to see how they played the backup power forward minutes. So, me personally, I do not want to see Trey Lyles at all. I really hope they don't play him. I want no parts of seeing Trey Lyles on the court. Uh, he's just not good. I don't I don't really want to see him play. Uh, I don't think he, him playing really does anything with the Pistons' future. He's not part of the Pistons' future. He's not that big of a deal. He's just supposed to be filling out the roster. So, I'm interested to see how they handle that backup four spot because, you know, once Jeremy Grant go out, do they bump up Sadiq Bey and then bring in another winger guard at small forward? Do they play Josh Jackson at power forward? Josh Jackson, I think, played some minutes at power forward last year. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he did. When do they bring out the Kelly Olynyk, Isaiah Stewart lineup that they've been talking about, four or five? Or do they do, use that to try to take away some minutes at the four and then bring in Jeremy back bring Jeremy back in and bump Kelly Olynyk back up to the five and give Isaiah Stewart a rest? How do they do it? Do they put Hamadou Diallo at the four? Like, what, what's the idea here? I think 
I think something that people aren't talking about actually, which I've, I'm starting to hy- hypothesize for later on in the season, is that I think Isaiah Livers may take over the backup four spot like later on in the season when he's healthy. I think that cleared up room for him to take over those backup four minutes. I'm not I'm not saying for sure will happen, but I I, I can see the pathway to that happening. But either way, I want to see how they handle that in the opening game. Do they do they go ahead and just play like you know four guards and just switch across the board and have one guy at center? I think that's going to be a little bit tougher to do if Kelly Olynyk your center because then you're just not. I think you're really struggling on defense now. If they did it with Isaiah Stewart at center, I think maybe they could possibly get away with it because they have a defensive force kind of down low to to help them out. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to be interested to see how they handle those backup four minutes because I've actually been kind of confused and looking at multiple different possibilities since they traded Sekou Dumbuya. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, so I can't even give you guys a guess there. I, they could do so many different things there. I, I don't know what they'll do. Uh, I guess doing it with Josh Jackson and Power Four, Hamadou Diallo, Frank Jackson uh, as your three, as your two through four, makes sense if you want to get all four, of the, all three of those guys to say minutes. Uh, but that's uh, I don't know that that seems like kind of a stretch unless they really do have trust in Josh Jackson uh, bodying and, and playing physical down low, which he does. It's just a matter of can he do that like all the time. That's more of something I think he can do in spots, not all the time. But that's what I'm looking forward to see. From the game uh, tomorrow. What are you guys looking forward to see tomorrow? Let me know three things on Twitter at Kukahil or at Lockdown Pistons. What you guys believe or want to see in the first preseason game. Or you guys can let me know down in the reviews down below. Let me know if you guys agree with some of the things. Are you guys looking for the same things I am? Or are you guys looking at some things that I didn't even mention? I'm sure there's a ton to look for from the Pistons this season. We talked about all offseason. There's just so many different things that you can watch for with this team. Which is going to make them such a fun watch all year. So... Let me know what you guys are looking forward to in just the first preseason game at the place that I told you to let me know at. Uh, but when we come back, there was a little bit of an NBA GM uh, survey. I was sent by one of my listeners. I want to talk about that a little bit, and then we can wrap up the podcast. But before we get into any of that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. Betting is not illegal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's where I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season is getting going, the NBA season is on its way back, and the MLB is about to be in the playoffs. So you have all kinds of different sports to bet in. It's sports season, basically. However, if you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there, too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things that I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about this NBA GM survey that comes out every year right before the season starts. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about on NBA.com. I believe it, I believe you can see it on NBA.com. Um they do it. GMs do a survey every single year. Actually, I think it might be through the Athletic. Uh, but either way, GMs do a survey throughout the year where they answer questions like, "Who's going to be the MVP? Who do you think is this Rookie of the Year? Who's going to be the Most Improved Player of the Year? Who is the most athletic? Who's the best three-point shooter? Who's the best blah blah?" They do a survey and they answer all these type of questions. Uh, and while I was recording this, one of you guys sent it to me. I didn't know it came out already. I didn't know they were already doing it. One of you guys sent it to me, and let's talk about it a little bit. So. Before we get into what the GM said, I want to ask you guys a question. I want you guys to be unbiased as possible. Who do you think is going to be Rookie of the Year this year? Do you think it's going to be Jalen Green? 
you think it's going to be, or Clarence Green, do you think it's going to be Kate Cunningham, or do you think it's going to be Evan Mobley or anybody else? So we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, that I don't think that Kate Cunningham is one of those, like I think he, he's probably, I think he's probably going to win Rookie of the Year anyways, but I don't think he's one of those number one overall picks that are going to be coming in searching for his stats, which is a good thing. For me, I think that's a great thing that Pistons fans should be ha- extremely happy about. He's not coming in to just get his numbers. He's coming in to improve as an NBA player and get to his superstar status. He wants to get to where he can be as peak value. So if that means being put in uncomfortable positions to start off so he can grow in these areas, he'll do that. If that means trying to make his teammates better right now and trying to just gel and vibe with his team and try to bring his teammates together and become a better team, he'll do that. That's the thing I love about Kate Cunningham versus all these other rookies. The other rookies, they're going to search for their numbers, and that's fine. They're going to go get their numbers. They're probably going to sc- Jalen Green's probably going to score more points than Kate Cunningham, and that is probably what's going to give him the edge in some Rookie of the Year votes because that's basically what people look at points per game for Rookie of the Year. Uh, they don't really look at who was the better rookie, I think. That's just my opinion. So I think that's what may get Jalen Green the Rookie of the Year. But I think Kate Cunningham is clearly going to be a better player throughout the entire season. He's going to be a better defender. He's going to be a better playmaker. He's going to be better, a better leader. I think he's going to be just an overall better player. And just because he's not going to score more points than these guys doesn't mean he's not going to be an overall better player. That's why the Pistons drafted K. Cunningham, because he's more than just a scorer. He's able to impact the games in so many different areas. So if K. Cunningham is coming in not to do – you know, I'm not, I'm not coming in here to take 30 shots. I'm coming in here to make the team better, develop myself, and help develop my teammates. Then I, Pistons fans should be completely fine with that, even if that doesn't lead to rookie of the year honors. Uh, I, that's not the end game here. That's not Kay Cunningham's end game. That's not Pistons fans' end game. We want to see our team get better. We want to see Kay Cunningham develop and get and be put in situations that are going to help him get to the superstar status. And that may not be getting Rookie of the Year. That that may not lead to that because he may not score more points than Jalen Green. Uh, and I think that's basically what people will look at. But the reason why I'm asking that is because according to the NBA GM survey, they asked that question. And Jalen Green received the most votes. He received 47% of the votes. And second came Kay Cunningham with 40% of the votes. Now, what I think is funny about that, uh, I feel like GMs, a lot of the GMs, or at least 77% of the GMs agree with what my sentiment was just now. Because if you go then to the next question is, which rookie will be the best player in five years? And you got number one is Evan Mobley, actually, which I can't get mad at that because in five years, like, that's the whole thing with Evan Mobley. Is like he's not filled out yet. He's not strong enough yet. He has a ton of potential to do all kinds of things as a unicorn big man to just impact the game everywhere. He's just really small right now, so he needs to put on muscle and needs to put on body. So when he does that, he could be the best player in five years, possibly. He could be. So I'm not so much mad as that. Uh, I think, I think you know, I'll, I'll say that for a little bit later. But then second comes in Kay Cunningham at 30%, right behind Evan Mobley. And then third is Jalen Green. So basically, I feel like that confirms what I just said to you guys. Like, if we're talking about Rookie of the Year, Jalen Green will probably win it because he's going to score a lot of points. He's going to get a lot of shots up. That's what he does. And he, that will translate to Rookie of the Year. But if you want the best player from the draft, if you think who's going to be the best player, etc., who's actually going to be a better player and stuff, I think GMs just showed in that second question that they, they would rather think rather have Evan Mobley and Kate Cunningham, and they think those guys are better players than Jalen Green. He's just going to put up a lot of points this year. He's going to take a lot of shots, and that's going to be attractive for Rookie of the Year stuff. So I think GMs agreed with me and basically backed up everything I said to you guys just now. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to toot myself as a genius or anything, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I think I was pretty accurate with what I was saying right there, and a lot of GMs agree. Uh, next one, uh, the Pistons received votes in some, a lot of these. They didn't really get ranked in many of them, but we can go through some of the ones they, they received votes in. Uh, Luca Garza received some votes for a steal of what he was selected in the draft. Uh, I don't know if we should go there yet. 
we need to see him play in the preseason. I'm sure that's one of the things you guys are looking forward to. If you guys tweet at me or put in the reviews down below, seeing if Luca Garza can actually play against other NBA competition and be as good offensively and handle himself defensively. Uh, if he can do that, then yeah, 100%, he's a seal. Uh, but it's still a question mark whether he can actually do that. Let's not get out of pocket about summer league too much. Uh, next one was which team has the most promising young core? Uh, the Pistons weren't ranked in that one, but they did receive some votes in that category, which. Uh, I think is still fine to receive some votes. I think that is basically only because of Kate Cunningham. A lot of people don't really, outside of Detroit, we don't really like Killian Hayes. They really like only Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay. That's about it probably. Uh, but getting number one pick and getting Kate Cunningham definitely changes your perception outside of Detroit. So Kate Cunningham definitely helped the piss and get some votes there. Uh, and then they asked which player is the most athletic in the NBA. And Hamadou Diallo received uh, some votes there, which is not surprising at all because, you know, he just won a, a slam dunk competition the other year. Uh, he's a pretty damn crazy athlete. So uh, I'm happy that the Pistons have a guy like that on the roster. I, I wrote about this a few years ago that the Pistons needed desperately to add some athleticism to the roster. I feel like the Pistons had been lacking athleticism for the longest time, like since I started watching the team. Like They just never had that kind of athlete or anything that was actually a good player. Like, I'm not talking about Tony Mitchells or something that are at the end of the bench, but can are only in the NBA because they can jump out the gym, that kind of thing. I'm talking about, like, actual good players or decent players who are damn good athletes. And now, like the past year, the Pistons have went out and got Josh Jackson, Hamid Diallo, Jeremy Grant. Frank Jackson's a pretty damn good athlete, too. He got, like, a 40-inch vertical. So, you know, I'm happy that the Pistons addressed that, and I'm no longer watching a team every night that just is so slow, or at least like I talked about in the last episode, if you guys haven't listened. Uh, go listen to that. But the Pistons did rank 18th in transition possession. So hopefully they don't play that slow. They shouldn't because they have personnel to be able to play fast. And that's more entertaining to watch, especially with a team who's not as talented and probably is not going to be good in the half court. But, yeah, I'm happy that we have a guy getting those kind of votes because it's more fun to watch athletic guys, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. If there's anything else that you guys want to want me to talk about before the end of the week, let me know on Twitter at Kukahil or at Lockdown Pistons or in the reviews down below. I appreciate it, as always, for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And if you are into fantasy basketball, make sure you go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, the host. I was on there a few weeks ago to talk about the Pistons' upcoming season from a fantasy perspective with each player. If that's your kind of thing, make sure you go check out that podcast, Lockdown Fantasy. Make that your second listen of today. But, again, thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'll be back tomorrow. The Pistons have their first preseason game tomorrow. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. We have one more podcast, actually, before it even gets there in tomorrow. So you guys will hear me again before the, uh, the preseason game. But, anyways, have a great day, everybody. I appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you guys in the next one. See you, everybody.